Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. As I said before the break, I wanted to bring this whole debate into an Australian context and get the perspective of women here who'd likewise draw the line on women bishops. What is uh, the problem with this idea? Where is the line that they draw on women in ministry, women bishops, and why? And again, we'd love to hear from you on this. I'm keen to hear from uh, all sides. Give us a call, one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Cara Gilbert is the newly appointed Archdeacon of Women's Ministry in the Sydney Anglican Church. Cara's joining us in the studio now, and she's up to taking your calls on one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Cara, welcome to Open House. Thanks, Lee. Great to see you. Cara, why can't or why shouldn't women be able to become bishops in the Church of England or Anglican Church? It's a good question. Um, I think what it comes down to is the way that you read the Bible and how you think God has spoken or how you understand God has spoken in his word. Um, As you know, in Sydney, we don't have women in those roles. And we have consistently in our synod uh, come to the understanding from Scripture that God has enabled women to do a vast variety of ministries. Uh, It's very exciting to see the number of ministries women are doing. But uh, in his word, he has declared men as the the head of of the church under him. Is there any particular part of the Bible where you go that informs this view? Sure. Um, I guess uh, we want to go to passages which talk about the place of men and women in God's creation, that he's created us equally and uh, given us equal value. And we go to places like Genesis 1 and 2 and other places uh, for that, Galatians 3, uh, talking about being equal in Christ or one in Christ Jesus. But then we go to places like the pastoral epistles in the New Testament and see how Paul has described uh, leadership and headship in the church. And we see that he's given that role uh, to men as he has in the family. There's a group who's been campaigning on this uh, for this position for numbers of years called Equal But Different. Mm. What do they mean by that? Uh, Not wanting to speak for them, but um, trying to understand their position. I would say that uh, as we read the Bible, we see, as I said, that we are equal uh, with men in salvation, in redemption. We are equally valued. And I think that's a wonderful truth that the Bible speaks of over and over again. But there's a distinction um, that we're not just duplicates of of one another. We complement one another. And so we have a distinction in our roles and in our functions within the church. And so that's what I I take they, um, the equal but different people to promote and, yeah, that understanding. So is the big issue who you're leading? So is it okay for women in ministry to lead women, but it's not okay for women in ministry to lead men? Is that the problem with, say, the bishop? Sure. Vote? I think the the way the Bible has outlined ministry for women is that we have a wonderful opportunity to, yes, lead women, but also we can't just say that uh, women can't be involved in the ministry of the whole church. We complement the men on our team. So I've worked on church teams where uh, together with the men, we've thought about church. Together with the men, I've thought about how to uh, care and, and teach our people. But my specific teaching role and leadership role uh, is to women. To what extent? How far down the line of leadership would that extend? So, okay, no to women bishops. Yeah. And in this context, no to women priests. That's right. How far do you go down the line of leadership? So can a woman lead a church service, for instance? 
Oh, in the Sydney Diocese, in yeah. our network of Anglican churches in Sydney, there are women that will do that, absolutely. Yes. Um, there's a number of churches around our diocese where that will happen. Uh, we're talking uh, the context that this debate's come out of from England is really about ordained ministry, um, ordained leadership within the church. And in Sydney, in our synod, we've consistently, uh, as we've looked at the scriptures, decided that that role is for men. You'd acknowledge that there are many... Uh, sincerely committed Christian women and men who would disagree with this position. How is it possible that with both sides saying, okay, we get our authority or our guidance from the Bible, how is it possible to have such conflicting views? It's a good question. I think there are many reasons, uh, but I do think it comes back to your understanding of how what God has said in his word. Um, some will argue that it's just for that time in that place. But it's really, are we? what are we saying about God and his word? And I think uh, in the context that I'm in, uh, we are saying that God has spoken, that men lead his church. And uh, there are lots of reasons why, we, why people, men and women, would want to disagree with that. But I think that's, that's where it ultimately comes down to. I suspect there have been lots of water cooler conversations these past few days where people are asking those with Christian faith, mm. what do you think about this? And I must say in my world I work alongside lots of competent, self-assured women, often in corporate leadership, and they will often think it looks like the church is anti-women. Mm. What would you say? What would you say in that kind of water cooler conversation? Yeah, I... I... It's interesting because that is just not my experience at all. It's it's just never been my um, my experience. I've worked alongside. I've been in Christian ministry for sixteen years now and worked on teams with men, and they have at all times. I can say, absolutely, with at all times, been so supportive uh, of the ministry that I've been involved in. Uh, they have valued my contribution. They have uh, wanted my contribution on the team. Uh, there's been I've just never experienced that kind of. Now I'm sh- I'm sure as male leadership has failed, as we all fail, yep. um, I'm sure there are some women who may feel that they've been let down, or that you know the the men that they've um, worked with haven't cared for them, or or those looking from the outside see us as anti women because we don't let women do everything that men do. But if we come to God's word, we see again, I think, that our value is not found in what, in what we do. It's in who we believe, and that's in Christ. I posted an interesting piece on our Facebook page by the blogger and historian Dr. Tim Stanley in the UK uh, Telegraph newspaper. He says in its search for relevance, mm-hmm. the, um, the Church of England is losing relevance. And he says God doesn't do relevance for this world. Mm. How do you reflect on that? Yeah, I read that article as well. It's a fascinating article. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed reading it, actually. I don't think the church exists to be relevant. The church exists to be faithful to God's word, to declare uh, the promises of hope in Jesus. That's what we exist for. We don't exist to be relevant in the world. Jesus wasn't interested in relevance. Jesus was interested in, in telling the truth. Uh, about eternal life, about salvation, about sin. Now, that's actually not relevant. That's quite offensive. And the truth is going to be offensive. 
uh, that I, I just don't think the church exists to be relevant. A lot of what the church does, and I must say I'd hope to see a church doing this, mm. is to actually be relevant and to connect with a world that is is apart from God. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what we do when we declare the gospel. Um, it's not becoming like the world so that there's actually no difference between us, that when you come to church, you've come to anything really. What we want to say when you when people come to church, when they encounter the gospel, is they're not just hearing what they could hear anywhere. They're hearing something life-changing. And for some, that will actually be offensive, not relevant at all. Yeah. Still, there is a very considerable pressure both inside the church and especially from the outside for women to take on this kind of leadership. Do you think it will be inevitable given time? It's an interesting question. I'm not a prophet. (laughs) (laughs) Or prophetess. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, I can't predict the future. I, I, I hope, my hope, is that particularly for the church in Sydney and in our network of churches in the Anglican Church, as we've thought about this in our synod, as we've consistently come back to Scripture and actually said no to this kind of move, my hope is that we'll continue to make Scripture our authority. And as we read Scripture and hear from from God... We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.